The world is veiled in darkness. The wind stops, the sea is wild, and the earth begins to rot. The people wait. Their only hope, a prophecy. Hello, Internet, and welcome to another episode of Geek Fanthology. I am the Red Mage, Neil. I am joined this week by... Black Belt Mike. And... Ben the Thief. And uh, today is the first of our final episodes. Um, and by that, we mean we're going to do a... Uh, as, as has already been established, we're doing a retrospective on the Fallout franchise. We're, um, that episode will have aired by the time this one airs. Um, <laughs> At least that's the plan, unless I steal it. Uh, yeah, let, let's not and say you did. In any case, um, we're also going to be doing, throughout the year, it's not like we're going to do them back to back to back. Obviously, we haven't done that with the uh, Fallout games either. Um, I'm scratching But we are going to do, <laughs> um, but we are going to do uh, retrospective throughout the year of the Final Fantasy games as well, because they were very uh, sort of influential, influential. So we're calling these our final episodes. Because there's a reason it's called Final Fantasy. We'll get into that here in a bit. Also, War never changes, but the Final Fantasy franchise changes significantly. Every, pretty much every iteration. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Um, couple things that we are not going to be covering, because I have not played them. The MMOs, um, or any of the sequel games. I feel like the MMOs are its own conversation. Yeah, like, yeah. X2 is a thing. Um, I have not played X2. I cannot speak about it. You're not missing much. Um... I played some of thirteen, and, and I and I will also say this: I have not beaten all of these games. I have played shame, shame, all of shame. them for shame. But uh, and I have beaten Final Fantasy one, but like Final Fantasy, uh, Final Fantasy four, I got bored with. <laughs> um, but at, did you complete the Nintendo Power Challenge where you beat it using four white mages? Hammers, uh, hammers Fantasy, everywhere. Final Fantasy One, no, actually, <laughs> Final Fantasy One. My favorite, my favorite team going in was three black belts and a white mage. Right. Uh, but then that it's was a, a power a, team. It's a solid combo. Um, <laughs> yeah. See, I always had to go with a diverse combo. My go-to was uh, was a fighter, a black belt, a white mage, and a black mage. Arguably the best, the most well-rounded for the. See, the only thing, or, the only thing different I would have done, I did was uh, fighter thief. Uh, Black Mage, White Mage. He's okay, but it's not something essential, I don't think. Right. And, of course, I also, the first time I played through um, Final Fantasy, I did the 8-bit theater run, which was a fighter, a red mage, a black mage, and a thief. Yeah. Um, Walking to a bar. (laughs) But I I feel like uh, I had to do a playthrough with the thief because it becomes a ninja, and that was so freaking cool. We are the real light warriors, though. Um, Well, and and something that we're talking about here, bear in mind, uh, when Final Fantasy One came out, creating a party with where you created your characters was something rather new. And you could name each of them individually. Uh, any yeah, combination. It was pretty much that and like Ultima Three. Yeah, Ultima yeah. and, and uh. they, yeah, uh, but it was and and the, and the designers knew that they knew that half the fun was in creating, you know, at the start of the game, yeah. was in creating your own character. Right. That's one of the ways it revolutionized the, the business. Oh, yeah. Is that it let you create your own character, well, let you create your own party. Up to that point, games like Dragon Quest, it was just the one solo protagonist for the most part. Right. Mm-hmm. And everything, and a lot of times, everything was already decided for you. Yep. Oh, you're a fighter! You know, you're and a way, way, this is a really did, say, yeah. went crazy in, fall, in, in uh, Final Fantasy 2, but we'll get to that 
next topic. Right. I just want to point out this is one of the um, the old school game design choices that I enjoy. Where instead of going, "Hey, here's the suggested thing. Here's the easy mode. Here's the like wizard. Hit this button if you don't want to think too hard. Like suggested attributes or suggested this. It's just like, hey, here you go. Uh, here's some tools. Figure it out. Yep. Hey, if you make a party full of white mages, it's going to be pretty tough. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's okay, because the final boss can be healed to death. True. Holy. Yeah. And Lich can literally be healed to death. It's a very aggressive choir song, basically. <laughs> but yeah. Bless you, motherfucker. <laughs> yep. But uh, yeah, and, and see, that was kind of new at the time, and that was part of what made that game revolutionary. Um... You know that, and later on, you could up your characters and get access to a whole new level of stuff. Well, that was a, that was a new gameplay mechanic for the time. Is the whole concept of like vulnerabilities and immunities and stuff like that. Like if you're fighting water creatures, cast yeah. lightning on them and electrocute them. If you're fighting the undead, burn the corpses because they're very or flammable. heal them to death. Or heal that them to too. Death. Yeah. So you, you have. I I love healing things to death. Um, it's it's satisfying. Yes. My personal favorite is, uh, I think it was in Final Fantasy VI, you could actually use a phoenix down to just instantly kill an undead boss. Yep. Right. Yeah. But that was also the train that you could suplex, and why would you not just suplex the suplex, train? Yeah. When you have a chance, you suplex you the train. You have to suplex the train. <laughs> it's the damn train. Because, yeah. But we're getting ahead of ourselves yes. again. That is, yeah. that is five episodes Just a little, a little teaser there. Uh, yeah, but you know, it's, it's one of those things that was, in 87, that was new at the time. And by the way, we, 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 we miss you, Wookiee. Come back. <laughs> miss the Wookiee. So speaking of, he, he, he's is, sitting out on episodes that uh, that he doesn't feel like he can contribute to. I, I feel like he's selling himself short. Indeed. Right. Wookiees so, are quite tall after all. Yeah, and he's bad. True. So <laughs> <laughs> I see what you did there. Yes. So what are you drowning your sorrows in tonight? Mm. <laughs> Probably my favorite uh, basic cocktail. I'm drinking a gin and tonic tonight with. Uh, Q tonic, which is really good tonic water. It's the second best tonic water I've ever found. And uh, Bombay uh, gin, which is some of the best gin I've been able to find. And meanwhile, we're drinking Mountain Dew and, and having pizza. Because yep. video, what is a video game without Mountain Dew? And Memory pizza? Lane. I know, right? Yeah, you know. I mean, who as a kid did not have, stay up on a Friday or Saturday night? Well, that's one of those things that's just great to never grow out of. Yeah, exactly. Pizza and Mountain Dew. Yeah. In other, in, in other uh, bits of bookkeeping, pun slightly intended, yes. only got about a thousand words written this week, um, but I'm pretty sure I haven't done an official count. Um, and by official count, I mean pasted everything into a single big document and fi- found out. But I think I've broken the 10K mark on the book. Excellent. Yeah, but, uh... I'll have to double check, but uh, I think I have. I'm at almost 69k words for the week on the crossing. You're at 69,000 words this week? Up to a total of 69,000. Oh, okay. I was going to say, you wrote 69,000 words in one week. Somewhere um, George R. R. Martin's head exploded. Somewhere Stephen King's going, I want amateur. to be just like that motherfucker. No, Stephen King's going amateur. <laughs> Stephen King's he like, cranks that shit out when he's taking a dump. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was unfortunate phrasing, but <laughs> let, let's just move on. If it was Dreamcatcher. Let's not go there. He was out of it when he wrote it. Yeah, he was. Whole he was on. He, he was on a lot of medication at the time. In any case, uh, yes. <laughs> All right. So, um, origins of Final Fantasy. Uh, Basically, D and D. The name actually is <laughs> it is an important bit of it. Yeah, it's um, right there. Right. Yes. Hironobu Sakaguchi um, was 
essentially was uh, contractually obligated to make one more game. Um, and if it did not succeed, he was going to quit and become, I want to say, an engineer. And it was possible that if the game was not successful, that, that Squaresoft Square, would have gone on, would have gone under. Yeah, yeah, it would have gone bankrupt. So now the truth is, is though, is, is yeah, he he had thought about, you know, if it didn't go, he was going to give up, uh, you know, game uh, game design and go into business. But for, you know, go back to school and mm-hmm. such, or at least that's the popular rumor. Some, some right. he 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 will occasionally uh, support, corroborate, and refute this rumor. So right, but uh, he also said that um, one of the things, the real reason that it was FF, was because Fighting Fantasy was taken, mm-hmm. and they wanted the wanted it to have the initials FF because it sounds cool in Japanese. And it's one of those stylized things, like it looks really cool in Japanese and sounds cool. It's kind of like the um, superficial edginess that certain games and pop culture trends in general have, like Mortal Kombat with a K and Extreme without the E, just starting with an X because edgy and snowboards and Mountain Dew and right, living exactly. to the extreme. Z is cool. Yeah, ending things with Z's that should end with S's because fuck you, that's why. Yeah, yeah. because using <laughs> X and Z in a title makes it 27% more cool. But um, oh, by the way, uh, just twenty percent cooler. Yeah. Quick yeah, aside of the, of the name, naming trope games. that annoyed me the most was Super Nintendo games just having Super at the front because it's on the Super Nintendo. You know, it wasn't as bad as as Game sixty four that uh, they did for the, for the following. I would say they're um, pr- pretty much as bad. Super Metroid at least you know kind of made sense, and Super Mario Brothers. Super Mario Brothers is what it, I mean is what it should have been called in the first place. Well. Right? Yeah. That gets into a weird super super Mario Brothers territory. <laughs> Anywho, <laughs> right. but um, yeah, so, yes. and the thing is, is that uh, is uh, Yamaguchi. Uh, yeah, Hironobu Sakaguchi. Sakaguchi. Sakaguchi wanted to do a role playing game, mm-hmm. um, but he couldn't get Square to do it, and nobody wanted to work with him. By the way, I just would like to point out real quick the irony of this game being the uh, the basis of a one of the most like legendary JRPG franchises of all time, which has its roots based on being inspired by Western RPGs via Dungeons and Dragons. A fair bit, yeah. Uh, they stole it, it. It's it's pretty much half uh, Dungeons and Dragons and half Dragon Quest. Pretty much, kind yeah. of slammed together into right. uh, into what we lo- um, like. Uh, they have spells per day, right? Um, and so, levels of spells, mm-hmm. which yeah. you gain access to as you get more powerful. Yeah, right. which is very Final Fantasy. Although, in kind of a different twist, you don't simply learn them, you actually purchase them at a shop, which yeah. is kind of weird. Well, I guess you could actually, argue in D&D you get tomes that you have to well, buy. yeah, wizards have to buy spells. Right. Yes, they can learn a certain number per level, but at least in old school D&D, you yeah. spend a lot of your time buying scrolls and scribing them into your spell book. Yeah, I guess it's just a more consolidated version mm-hmm. of that, really. Yeah. And by the way, the whole concept of like bringing a party together and classes and class balance, like that's that's a D and D thing. And many of the uh, many of the classes themselves are just lifted wholesale from D and D. Like the fighter, well, yeah, fighter, the thief, you know, <laughs> uh, thief. Yeah, that was before it became a rogue because this was only like first edition D and D at this point. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, and, the first and obviously the mages, the wizards. First edition D and D had been out for years. Um, but yeah, instead of cleric, though, you had the white mage. Right. Um, and you had the uh, <clears throat> this black mage and red mage kind of took the place of wizard and sorcerer. Right, right. I was trying to think of what would take it. Oh, um, 
Uh, black belt would I mean monk, monk wasn't really a monk thing. Monk wasn't a thing yet. Yeah. Uh, it was invented. Monk was originally um, a flipping hard uh, <laughs> class to get into in late stage A D and D. Uh, it was like kind bar. of like bard, where you had to take three, or you had to take like some, five levels of fighter, and, and then like seven yeah. to nine levels of thief, and then you had to take levels in druid, which but it, it was you actually levels of bard. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's very convoluted. Yeah, and you and you got your bard spells, but you know. Oh, by the way, prestige. But also, classes. every time you started, every time you started leveling, you started level one again. Right. Yeah. Well, pres- so yes, you were a fifth level fighting yeah. man. But, but yeah, you now were you were a first level thief again. Right. right. Which meant that if you picked up a short story, you could kick, still kick ass with it, but your <laughs> picks were. Sucking. Yeah. Well, see, th- yeah. this whole concept of prestige classes is and also. Yes, fighting Man. I did call it the Fighting Man. <laughs> <laughs> nice shout out there. Mm-hmm. But it was actually. Um, it is kind of slightly um, implemented in the sense that about halfway through the game, you like graduate to your super duper version of your, of your class, or a job, I guess, yep. in the Final Fantasy. Uh, lexicon, it's job, yeah. which makes it sound kind of boring and mundane, in my humble opinion, but hey, <laughs> yeah. What, whatever. Yeah, well, it's just a jobber. Yeah, it's like, where's the check for this job? By the way, uh, how do you, thief is a job? Like, where do you punch the clock for that shit? <laughs> that seems a little, uh, um, you know, paradoxical. <laughs> yeah. 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 If, well, you know, remember the guild, yeah. I guess. Uh, yeah. So, you yeah. know, in the darkness, where the shadows I was gonna say. I was going <laughs> to say in, in the financial industry, but... Uh, <laughs> No, well, shots fired. <laughs> no, no, because no, I'm gonna have to bleep that out, aren't I? Well, no, you don't have to bleep that out because you know. Now I do. <laughs> because I mentioned it twice. Because I mentioned having to bleep it out. <laughs> I'd say keep it. Besides, everybody knows bankers are thieves. It's like the same thing. <laughs> no, I'll, I'll we'll, we'll decide later. This this bit <laughs> might get just completely cut out. I don't know. Yeah. Leave the political theatrics behind, Bane. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I don't. I can't even. I, I haven't seen that movie. Actually. Now you want my permission to go forward. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. See what else? Walk into a tin can full of rocks. What else did they lift? Uh, almost the pretty much the entire bestiary. Yeah. Uh, here's a quick, here, let me give you a quick rundown here just to make this super efficient. Yeah. Here's general things and categories. Michael and his notes. Goblins, skeletons, zombies, wolves, ghouls, snakes, ogres, pirates, Sahagan? Sahagan? I never know Sag- how to say Sag-wing. that. Sagwing. Sagwing. Yeah. Ghasts, trolls, demons, wraiths, minotaur, elementals, whites, vampires, dragons, hydra, kraken, golems, nagas, sharks... And etc. etc. At all. Oh, mind um, flares. Let's not forget them. Mind flares is about mind flares. I will point out is the only thing that is not generic lifted from public domain. Ah, oh, yeah. Uh, the illithids are a uh, the illithids and the beholders are actually uh, copywritten by um, Wizards of the Coast. Yeah. Uh, they are unique uh, entities to the Dungeons and Dragons world, uh, but everything else. Yeah, yeah. Um, they lived straight from myth. Myth. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, and, see, and, and, and to pick up from where you were, then you've got the mega, you know, the named monsters, Tiamat, <clears throat> Bahamut. Yeah, um, we have the the four elemental fiends, which are also taken. Like the Lich was the earth fiend, and yeah. right, Tiamat. Was, yeah, Tiamat was the uh, the air fiend in the original game. Marolith, right. which was uh, which was the then fire. stolen as a class of demon or devil. I can't remember. Yeah, demon. Demon. I believe. Devils are lawful, demons are... Also, we yeah, are thinking, well, I know the difference, I just can't remember which one Marliths are. Well, in, in, in Marliths the, uh, tended to be... 
Yeah. They're yeah. demons, I think. Yeah, they're demons. Mm-hmm. But there's some weird localization things with uh, the original, the, the U.S. version, the original Nintendo, so the, the original uh, American iteration of Final Fantasy. Um, there's a lot of weird, like, differences in localizations and even a few sensor issues. Um, but Merlith was Carrie in the American one. And I couldn't help but think of Mariah Carey. So I kind of like pictured like Mariah Carey with all these snake arms and shit, and it was really weird. I get the impression that what they were meant, what they meant was like uh, Firestarter. Oh, <laughs> God, I didn't even make the connection because yeah. it was spelled differently, and I didn't even know about the movie back then because I was like six. That's my theory, <laughs> at least. I have no yeah. idea whether it's accurate. It's a good theory, though. Yeah. Because she was the the fire fiend too. And there's the uh, there's the the high level black mage spell um, kill. Which was like power word kill in D and D, and that became rub, right. like rub them out, you know. Right. And the weird thing is, a lot of spells were changed because they had a strict four character limit to the magic system. So instead of like uh, instead of um, thunder or whatever bolt or whatever, well, actually bolt would have worked. Why didn't yeah. they do, go with bolt? That's stupid. They did. No, they, they went with had, lit. L I T, yeah. like short for lightning. Had, numbers. Yeah, they had the numbers. Oh, they had to have the space because for the numbers. Lit yeah. one, lit two, lit yeah. three. Right. right. And right. now you, you had your litany of lit. Yeah, ah, see what you did there. See, and and now you can you couldn't get away with lit because that means now it's, yeah now it's a now it's, it's a whole other thing. For, for Let's get lit, fam. <laughs> yeah, no yeah. doubt. Yeah, uh, you we could beat this game in four minutes. 20 you know how seconds. many memes we could generate with this game? Seriously. Oh, God. Yeah. yeah it's be best that. not to think about it. Beat the mind. game in, in four hours twenty minutes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the lit run. Um, it actually made me think of the band, but. I digress. Um, but yeah, um, geez, and it's really kind of hard to uh, undersell how important the Final Fantasy game was. The Final Fantasy was um, right. I mean, well, first of all, it it kept Square Soft afloat. Yeah, it kept it solvent. Um, but beyond that, it, it paved the way for yeah. like um, these types of role playing games to be a actual public, like recognizable thing. Like, hey, this can actually sell to a wide market first in Japan and then in America. Yeah. Right. As far it as was, video games that are RPGs, it proved that it wasn't just a niche thing. Dragon right. Age was considered a niche mar- game market. Right. You mean you just well, said Dragon Age? Dragon Warrior. Dragon Warrior. You mean? <laughs> well, and the thing was that's an easy was, mistake to make. Okay. Yeah. Well, well, at least the tip of the slung, at least. Yes. <laughs> um, Final Fantasy. First of all, they were only going to make two hundred thousand copies. The um, and it was sold out. <laughs> yeah, no, they yeah. Basically, projection. he made them. He convinced them to go to four hundred thousand yeah. with the idea of a sequel in mind. Over four hundred thousand. Right. Um, and with uh, it was originally it was just him and like seven other guys, and they eventually gave him a B team. You kind of need a B team by then. Yeah, to do all the programming. um, Because he was considered a a, a tough boss. Um, Yeah. But he... They pulled it off. Yeah, the dork ethic. Yeah. Um, What was I thinking? Um, God, I was thinking of something that had to do with their... uh, But it definitely... um, because they and part of the reason this was so good was because this team was considered the the uh, black sheep. They wanted to put out their best work. They wanted to show everybody, yeah. look, I'm. They had a lot to. Hey prove. guys, guess what? You're not yeah. bad. Yeah, we got a lot to prove here. Right. Um, but 
he conv- he convinced them to do four hundred thousand copies so that they could invest in a sequel. Um, you know, for a sequel game, they would not, and they that gamble paid off. It did paid off in spades. <laughs> now, um, the other thing, the other thing, it's only been a cash cow for the last what thirty years, right? Yeah. Well, the other thing was is that Nintendo was so aggressive with their marketing with it. Yeah, because a lot of people they deserve think, credit for doing their part of you know yeah. putting it into the zeitgeist. Speaking of which, this is a good segue for a little brief thirty year. Actually, this is uh, this works out well. That's I did sad. not realize it, but uh, but 2017 is the 30th anniversary of Final Fantasy. Yep. Ah, yeah, there you go. Um, this was not planned, but I will take credit. The Diablo, <laughs> thing, the Diablo thing was planned, but this was just spontaneous. Right, yeah, yeah. just spontaneous combustion. Clearly, we're going to have to keep outdoing ourselves in, you know, in a few weeks. like, the 40th anniversary of fill in the blank. <laughs> yeah, we totally weren't thinking about this when we did that episode last week. Yes, we were. <laughs> on, on Thursday, uh, we're, we're, we're celebrating uh, the, 20th, the, tw- the 28th anniversary of Neil. <laughs> 28 <laughs> years of Neil! <laughs> oh, my God. How will we be? But... Um, what I was going to say is uh, well, that the, makes me wonder the tie-in uh, the whole is there, ever, is there ever going to be a, a, a year, what what year will my birthday fall on a uh, on a on a Monday I kind of wonder well you uh, contemplate your mor- mortality let's say um, Nintendo Power Strategy Guide I had that uh, growing up and um, <laughs> that's when they back when they called it a strategy guide. Before the uh, for the whole player's guide thing took off, there were actually like specific ah uh, Nintendo Power Memory Lane. Yeah. But yeah, that was back when they actually had like Nintendo Powers for specific games and stuff. Before they took right. off. Right. If like you're going through, you're yeah. going through looking for the cheat codes because this was also before the rise of the PC Master Race. Right. Yeah. See, that was yeah back then that stuff actually meant something because you couldn't just search the internet right. and you couldn't you know read the whole thing in the store because somebody will yell at you and chase you out of the store. Precisely. I may or may not have had experience with that. (laughs) (laughs) This isn't a library. It's like as you're scribbling down That's why you gotta do it in a Walmart where the employees don't give a shit. Back then Walmart wasn't nearly the thing that it was today. True. Yeah. Back then Walmart was still a minor discount store sort of like uh, Kmart and Target. That was where I read the entire uh, Link to the Past manga, was at Walmart. <laughs> they had it in next to their strategy guides. It was okay. Sorry. Just do an episode on Zelda at some point. So we're talking about the importance of uh, the original game to the franchise. Uh, just a, some, uh, you know, a grab bag of things that I jotted down here just to kind of remind myself. Some of the things that last, you know, to this day in the Final Fantasy franchise... The quintessential airship, mm-hmm. yeah. and of course with that Sid, because Sid apparently was the ancient, uh, the the Lufinian race, I believe. Yeah. He was came he was four the centuries an- earlier. He was the ancient sky person that left the airship in the desert. Yes, <laughs> yes. That's the layman version. The <laughs> covered up with a bunch of sand. The weird old guy that liked to that liked so to hide giant. The connection airships. of Sid and airships. Is all the way back, back to '87. Yeah. <laughs> it's as old one. as the franchise itself. That's right. Now, one of the things that, that I don't know if you have this marked down. Yeah. One of the things that, that was a first with the Final Fantasy franchise was the left-right facing for combat. Oh yeah, 
Well, you know what? They actually they were inspired by American football. That's how they came up with that initially when they were looking at um, you know ways of doing the the combat. Which that's a good point because that was different than Dragon War had that like first person perspective thing going on. Right, and of course it's just one person, so that worked. Yeah, yeah. And although it was the although that Final Fantasy one should be pointed out, your heroes were always on the right. Yes, and monsters were on the left, which is completely backwards to what everyone else... To, to, like, every other Final Fantasy game that ever was. Right. Except for Final Fantasy 2. Yeah, this is yeah, a good Final point. Fantasy every other game, two, they're on Everything the left. else, they're always on the left and attacking to the right. Yeah, I forgot about yeah. that. That's a good point. So, um... Which I, which I claim, uh, with no evidence whatsoever to backing it up... Uh, <laughs> well, I've played is, most of the games. It's based off of... No, no, I, I claim that the reason for that is... Oh, the um, reason for it. It is, uh, you know, platformers at the time, you're always proceeding from the left to the right. Yeah. So my argument is that that is why they changed it from going right to left. That would make like, sense. Like Japanese reading and going from left to right, like game progression. Ah, I see. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, it's a logical progression. They this want to is a theory players. that has no that has no basis in evidence. It was also <laughs> one of the early, um, one of the early uh, non-text based games that had an inventory. Right. You mm-hmm. carried four weapons and four pieces of armor, and sometimes, if you magic them upright, they would occasionally cast a spell for you. Oh, by the way, that that second or, you know, you just have a the... black belt who do, isn't wearing any doesn't armor, have to or wear carrying any yeah. weapons. <laughs> uh. <laughs> There's some archaic, um, at least in the original NES version, <laughs> before they went in and tweaked it and fixed these things. There's some archaic um, gameplay mechanics and limitations. Like, for example, we mentioned the whole only four characters for the name of the spell thing. There's also the fact that you had to buy your items individually. So if you had a crap load of gold and you're like, oh, hey, I'm going to get 99, what they were called heals in the original version instead of, you know, potions or cures or whatever. Um, you had to get sit there and press Bye. A, press A, confirm. That's three A presses for each. That's like 300 if you want to stock up. So a turbo controller actually made sense in exactly. that context. We and had that a turbo was why controller. Why was the NES advantage? Right. <laughs> now I remember and, that turbo controller is a lifesaver. And one thing that I I have not seen now. Just wait it down, go outside and play frisbee or something. Uh, <laughs> is the tent or cabin? Uh, oh yeah. You know, supply where you can go and. That too. You know, yeah. They have it in Chrono Trigger. Really? Yeah, it's called a shelter instead of tent shelter. or cabin. Right. Right. Um, but yeah, um, same identical. Not not even same basic principle. Identical <coughs> principle, but at the same time, <laughs> it's a square soft game. True. Also, yeah. The most egregious example I think of the of the uh, data gameplay was you would you would select your commands for your entire party, all four you know warriors allied or whatever, beep, 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 beep. and then if you say two of your people attack and kill a monster and the other two are targeting that same monster they will attack at air and you will get a text message that says your attack was ineffective it will attack nothing <laughs> so that actually became part of the strategy of the game is well based on these monsters i fought before they roughly have this many hit points so i'm going to have my fighter attack this one and then he probably has just a few hit points left so i'm gonna have my white mage hit him with a hammer and finish him off like that was actually a thing like that was yeah. part of the tactics part of, yeah, was part to of not tactics. waste your attacks <laughs> do, I, do i yeah do i have my white mage heal my fighter do i have a white mage you know finish off the bad guy yeah um by the way, okay. hammers? That's just a weird thing. Did, did that ever come with, up again? Yeah. It came uh, it, it, was went in five. The, it went with the whole Well Sid actually Sid in Final Fantasy Four, hammer was his weapon of choice. Yep. And but I yeah. think they were sticking with the whole idea of 
healers don't carry edged weapons. Well, it makes sense in general. Like they're not trained with weapons, so oh, just take a big blunt object, like grab a big hammer and just hit things with it. You don't have to be, <laughs> you don't have to be skilled with weapons. You don't have right. to have finesse to hit something with a big hammer. And so then, I guess that makes sense. But then, yeah, you only have four slots on your inventory screen, and, and you have these spells, which was basically. Um, so it was, the, it was the helmet, the body armor, the gloves, and the accessory. And boots. Or boots. Well, was it was it boots? Hmm. I thought it was just an accessory. Yeah, I can't remember. I'm pretty sure it's an accessory because... It's been a long-ass time. That was another thing that, that um, goes on to this day in Final Fantasy is some of the iconic like items <laughs> and weapons and armor. Like, uh, they had... Um, the Vorpal... By the way, <coughs> lifting straight from D&D, Vorpal sword. Come on, guys. Lifted uh, <laughs> straight from Lewis Carroll. Yeah, so... He took his Vorpal sword. sword in hand, long thing to make some phone... Long time, and I apparently had too much to drink to quote uh, poetry. I think you're just trying to talk too fast. Long time, the mangsome foe he sought. So rested he by the tum-tum tree and stood a while and thought. I love Jabberwocky. It's one of the first uh, poems I ever memorized. Indeed. Because there's no, there's no making that shit up. So yeah, they had the ribbon and the protect ring mm-hmm. as accessories. Ah, those, the ribbon. The most overpowered item in the entire game ever. Always. It still exists to this day. Right. Uh, let's see what else. The Zephyr Cape and the Elven Cloak. Mm. Oh, they had Thor's Hammer. That was an item. That was a weapon. Yeah. Actually, a weapon. Which, if you use it in item form, it uh, casts, like... Lit 3. Lit 3, thing. yeah. Lit yeah. 3 or Lit 4. Yeah. And then it's gone, because it's consumed. Indeed. <laughs> yes, Mjolnir gets consumed. But it doesn't come back, you know. <laughs> no, you can't lift it, because you've killed. You're no longer worthy. <laughs> Speaking of, another quick aside, I love the fan theory that uh, in uh, Avengers Age of Ultron, mm-hmm. um, Steve Rogers, Captain America, uh, could totally have lifted Mjolnir. Right. And realized it as it started to budge, because everyone knows, because you, you see Thor lean forward like, what? Right. <laughs> and so he then acts and looks like he's straining, essentially to be nice to his friend. Right. This is my. This is the and, my and, official. And to keep the group dynamic. Yeah. This is yeah. my headcanon about about uh, Mjolnir and Captain uh, Steve Rogers. He <laughs> right. totally could have just one handed. Yeah. <laughs> Steve Rogers, Captain America, is one of the people who can. Yeah. Like, who can? Who is... Vision actually was not. Um, that was something they added to to give credence to this character to this new character because originally Ultron was Vision was created by Ultron, not. Uh, yeah, not Original Sin. Right, and, and um, but he was also built with uh, Jarvis's. Uh, We're getting widely off topic. Yeah. Well, Jarvis wasn't ever an AI. He was an actual butler. Yeah. Uh, in any case. Yeah. But um, but you know. So Thor's hammer. Yeah. Yeah. Better Bill. So, yeah. <laughs> but then you, you only have four slots for your inventory, mm-hmm. which was a pain in the ass. Unless you had uh, three black belts and a white mage, apparently. <laughs> yeah. No, three black belts. Um, the white mage you had to kit you had to kit out hard. Oh, yeah. The black belts you needed to put accessories on, um, and aside from that, they could just be pack mules for whatever. Well, right. what's funny is that the very because all they had to do was punch things to death. The very, very, very <laughs> right. end of the game, one of the most powerful weapons can only be wielded by the white mage. Yeah, everyone gets their own little special. It's like what the sage staff? Actually, I want to say it was like a like a dagger or something. I can't. I never. I don't know. It's been a long. I don't think. I I don't think I actually ever beat Final Fantasy One. Right. I played it uh, to death, 
um, and got bored with. Uh, this is my standard thing with most Final Fantasy games. I play a, I play up until the point where I could go and fight the final boss, uh, but don't because I feel like I want to finish grinding out the characters. And, I, and then I, I get bored with the grind and put the game down and play something else and forget about it entirely. Well, see, and that was one of the complaints about Final Fantasy One is that the it grind, is, grind is ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> but then again, that was again new to the game system at the time. It was a it was a big grind, yeah. But you know that's why you've got the speedrun strat of go to the peninsula of death, <laughs> um, because there's this area right in the beginning of the game that if you can, uh, that it's this little peninsula because the the game is, is the the map where monsters spawn is actually cut out into grids. Yeah. And there's this little tiny peninsula right above the starting town that juts into a high level area. Yeah. So if so, so you gain like four or five. Not my, my high level. I mean like, it's like expect you're expected to be there like level fifteen to twenty. Oh wow. Um, yeah, with a level cap of fifty. No, no. Like it, it's only like it's only supposed like to be thirty like, levels. Or it's only supposed to be like five or six levels above. No, I mean standard. Your your character mm-hmm. having. Had a Perhaps it was, yeah, it was supposed to be five or six. It, it's supposed to be like five or six levels above where, like, where you're supposed to be. It's like three. It's like three areas ahead. Right. But you could go up there and fight high level monsters at power level to make the first third of the game stupid easy. Right. If you could survive. And one thing I thought was hilarious was in you know in part of the quest. Speaking of the uh, rat tail. Well, and, who the hell is it a rat tail? And then the key to you know to the uh, to the vault that you know that gets TNT so you can blow up the isthmus, and I'm going. Why is that the only? If that's the only thing keeping you from from. I'm sorry. It's the peninsula of power. Right. If you're you know if you're (laughs) having to blow up the isthmus, why not build ships on the other side of it? But no, we have to blow up the isthmus with the TNT. I was just like, the uh, things fall apart at a cursory glance when you look at the gated quest like yeah. area type situation. You know, <laughs> there's always something like that. Like, oh no, this bridge has fallen into disrepair. We <laughs> must do this task in order for the bridge to be repaired, so you can go to this new area and so on and so forth. Right? It's like, we just go around, just go through the river. Oh, um, that was a, that was another thing that I thought was really cool about the game is like really early in the game you get to like get into a big fight with a bunch of pirates and then you get your own pirate ship. How arr, badass is that? Arr, yeah. Yeah. No, you can't, actually can't visit the Peninsula of Power until you get the pirate ship. Uh, apparently. <laughs> You're not supposed to, right? No, no, you can't. Hmm. But then, as soon as you get the pirate ship, you can go visit the, 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 the Peninsula of Power, and um, and, and then power level. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I, but. And I liked it was all these these related quests. It was all, you know... Because I look at that and go, I could build a campaign off of this. <laughs> yeah, it was, a, it was a fairly, you know, cohesive, tight, like, narrative structure. And they, they did a, a good job with it. I mean, looking back, it seems so basic. But with what they had at the time, at the time yeah. both in terms of technology and just examples, like yeah. other, you know, there's hardly any games of of its type, you know, mm-hmm. at least in video game form. So it actually did a lot of things really well. And um, yeah. actually, it had some really high concept stuff. Like, going back and looking at the story, it kind of, mm-hmm. at first glance, you would think it's so simple. It's like, oh, there are these four crystals, and we must make them shine again, and there are four elemental corresponding, and it all seems very cut and dry and simple. 
but there's like weird time travel shit going on. There's like a time loop that's broken. Yes, the guy. Yeah, the guy. Who basically like it's actually it's like some Looper shit Garland back in '87. Chaos. Right. Yeah. You basically send one person back to the back to the past, the other person to the future, so he can live forever because of a time loop. Yeah, and then when you beat the game, uh, spoiler alert. Yeah. <laughs> you. Uh, you. Oh no! Spoilers for a thirty-year-old game. Yeah, I know, right? Damn. I'm not sure. We might not be past the statute of limitations yet. Too soon. The uh, you you end the time loop when you are victorious, and since the time loop ends and everything is kind of you know it's kind of like the proverbial reset button on the NES. Uh, even the heroes do not remember what they have accomplished. And that gets into weird philosophical territory there where it's like they become unsung heroes and it's like, did it really happen if no one knows that it happened? Well, it's my favorite, it's one of my favorite tropes uh, to be used in, in a lot of uh, games and, and television shows, etc., which, which is the greatest story never told. Right. Right. Uh, <laughs> well, and yeah, and, and to do that and not even, I mean, that's like Donna Noble level, you know, uh, bullshit. I'll bring up Donna Noble. <laughs> I know. Still, I'm still sad about that. Too soon. Well, and that's what that's what part of that's part of what sells the the whole concept though of the the um, the Warriors of Light is true heroes is that despite you know traveling the world, Real light warriors having having all these you know crazy adventures and accumulating tons of gold and fame and fortune, becoming stronger, more powerful, and all these like world and material things. At the end of the day, right when it comes down to the final confrontation, they know that if they succeed. They don't keep any of that. They don't remember any of that. No one knows about them. But the like, world is everything saved. is just wiped clean. Yeah, so it's you know it's actually a um, altruistic mm-hmm. act. Yep. And you're yeah. What was that all for? Surprisingly yeah. deep. Yeah. Exactly. And yeah. It Which just... will and and uh, about six episodes from now we'll get into uh, it, we'll get into the to the problem of trying to of of trying to make a deep game. <laughs> yes. Oh, mind fucked yeah, it's seven. I enjoyed everything but the... And that's just one of, example. You know. But this, speaking of that one, I, I'm sure we've all seen the uh, the, the meme where, it's, where it shows... Uh, Save and suplexing a train? Yes, I've seen that. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, the one where... Uh, I'm trying to remember... Uh, the it's a DLC, you know, forty nine ninety nine DLC. Eris lives. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> you know, I, money. <laughs> you know. I assumed that was going to be it. But I'll be perfectly honest with you. I didn't really care. I didn't find her. I was that pissed off, but that was because she was my primary ma- ma- mage in my party. Yeah, uh, she was my primary healer. Like. like well, that probably had something to do with it too. Is it's like, God damn it, she was useful. Yeah. <laughs> Why couldn't you was awesome, you bastard? Why couldn't you have killed Vincent? I didn't use him. Oh, right. We're gonna well, start I like shit. He was my favorite character. Yeah, Vincent. Yeah. Uh, I didn't use him though. Yeah. I used him. Why couldn't you have killed like Yuffie? You know. Now she was annoying as hell. Yeah. So. Kill, she was, yeah, yeah, yeah kill Yuffie. Yeah. She's or like, you know, kill Cloud again. I'd be fine with that. Right. All right. Let's save it for the seven episode. Yeah. Because yeah. God, Advent Children, that fight scene. <sighs> <laughs> the fun thing is we get to talk about six right before we get to talk about seven. So I get to go from giving glowing praise to my favorite game I've ever played to me saying, eh, it was all right, but it had some problems. <laughs> Spoilers. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Because I don't think seven was a bad game. Um, it wasn't a bad game. It just wasn't. It just didn't. It doesn't deserve half the praise it gets. I've used seven as the basis of a superhero game. 
Well, I get the I get the reason why it's so you know ballyhooed because for a lot of people it was 3D and on the PSN and um, or PSN yeah the PS One. Um, yeah. Well, it, it goes beyond just the 3D. For a lot of people, it was their first real RPG. There's a yeah. there's a there's a generation of gamers that you know essentially started with that game in the franchise. Yeah, the poor bastards. <laughs> Anywho, yeah. I started with two, or I guess it was four. I started with Chrono Trigger. Oh, that was my first RPG. Yeah. And the bar was set very, very high. See, and I I started with Zelda. Well, yeah, I don't consider Zelda an RPG. It's an action RPG. I'm talking about my first, like, JRPG. Action adventure. Yeah. Because, yes, uh, I think I started... I Because, yes, I started with Zelda. Too. We're talking about the turn-based variety, uh, you know. Yeah. It's, right. it's a little more specific. Mm-hmm. Oh, another random um, game mechanic thing. Um, this is just kind of... Kind of an interesting tidbit. Um, I'm not sure about other Final Fantasy games, but you pretty much every single Final Fantasy game, there's at least one area that you can only visit within a certain context. In Final Fantasy, you can just wander around anywhere in the world, no matter how un- overleveled you are for it or whatever. Like no matter if you've done the quest, or whatever. Like you can just at any point go anywhere once you have the airship. Yeah. Like, once you, you ha- can yeah. revisit anything. Yeah. Ever, the restriction always. is you do have to have the airship because. Um, some places are only accessible right. via airship. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean the whole like retracing. This is all within the context of retracing your steps. I mean, yeah. Revisiting locations. Yeah. Uh, well, and that's actually been a common theme. Is once you get the airship, the world is your oyster. Except in Final right. Fantasy II, oddly enough, where you get the airship at the beginning of the game. Yeah. But um. Then, but then. But then uh, you have to upgrade it constantly. And yeah. That's kind of anticlimactic. Yeah, yeah the airship is like yeah, it's like you know you're flying Winnebago. It's a it's been a rite of passage for a while in the franchise. Yeah, I, I, yeah. Uh, well, we'll talk about two when we uh, yeah, we'll, next, we'll next so time. yeah so in one things that are iconic to the tra- franchise crystals forty minutes yeah crystals which yeah. are orbs let's in talk the yeah North let's American talk about version. let's talk about everything that this game <laughs> started yeah yes um party of four which was the group which was the number. Up until uh, Final Fantasy IV. Okay. Um, mentions of Sid. Right. Right. Um, airships. Right. The elemental fiends. The yeah. elemental fiends. The elements. Or, the elements. Or, yeah. Or, or, and also some sort of elemental resonant artifact. Right. It, if, yes, it started as orbs, which very quickly became, uh, by Final Fantasy II, became crystals. Technically, they were crystals. They were just localized into orbs for the North yeah. American. Right. And, 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 the, um, uh, and the elemental... Um, Opposition, the differences where one element would hurt the other, right? Uh, will hurt another, yep. Um, let's see. well, the music for one, um, the, the composer, I, I'm not, not sure if I can pronounce the name right just off the top of my head, but uh, Sakuchi. Nobuo Uematsu, uh, yeah, Nobuo Uematsu, yeah, Uematsu. sorry. Yeah, no, Masahiro Sakurai is someone completely different. He did Kirby. I didn't, I didn't realize, but he he had had like sixteen games under his belt. No, yeah, Uematsu like is as the first Final Fantasy. Yeah, Uematsu is what well, I it, mean. It, wow, it is a super <laughs> prolific yeah. games uh, music guy. And right. supr- and just consistently amazing too. Mm-hmm. Especially given what he had to work us. with at the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But getting back to the things that uh, Final Fantasy started, the 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 left right facing, right, um, which allowed them to do things like you getting ambushed mm-hmm. and being or flanked. Although that didn't happen until later. Right, but because of that, 
because of that left right facing. Yeah, that, that paved the way for that gameplay mechanic. Nobuo Uematsu wrote one of and my favorite pieces of the, music. And create, you know. <laughs> but, um, let's see. What else did they start? Of course, the whole idea of the final not being the final. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's, I mean, it was, it started a lot of things. It's And it started the, it added respectability for the RPG. Yeah. You know? um, I love TV Tropes' uh, page on it. Um, they have a, they, they show the cover art and right underneath it they say, just don't ever, just don't get your hopes up for a sequel. That'll never ever happen. <laughs> um, right? 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 Every single word yeah. in that little spiel Please. is a link to Please. one of the sequels to Final Fantasy. <laughs> right? That's great. <sighs> it's to the point where there are more spin-off games in that franchise than there are uh, actual red up, yeah straight up mm -hmm. uh, entries in many other franchises yeah no <laughs> doubt yeah Final Fantasy it just we, yeah, we actually still have a fair bit of time we've only been talking about for about an hour right uh, well, I think the reason why f you can get through Final Fantasy uh, the original game so quickly is because you don't have specific characters with like more specific like character yeah. development and name like yeah, you know, they're generic, I am a fighter, I am a black mage. This is the prefab storyline, the real that I am on. It's not like the future games where you have these, like, they, they live almost their entire own, lives. And, yeah, characters and have their own story arcs that you follow. Right. You and, know, of course, we'll get to that in FF6 where it gets to a crazy, stupid level of awesome oh, where man, you've got, like, over a dozen quote-unquote main characters that you follow right. and are actually fully fleshed out. Yeah. Because Final Fantasy VI is the best game. Right? Pretty much. Well, see, because yeah, Final Fantasy One is basically, you are the heroes, you must save the world. Yeah. A um, couple other things that are, that, that are important and cool. Um, uh, this is something I was not aware of, but I'm just going through... Uh, Final Fantasy's TV tropes page because useful information. Right. Um, apparently, um, you, you know how pretty much now, anytime you play a game where you've got someone who does destructive, like damage based magic, call them a black mage? Mm -hmm. Started in Final Fantasy. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah. yeah, black mage is. Black mage was, yeah. It, was, it is the namer for the trope of the I'll black mage. I'll be damned. I had no idea. Yeah. And white mage does, does your. White magic is healing in right. you know in, in all games ever. Um, I assume the red mage also took off from that, right? Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Although that's less common. That's less common, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. the red mage, you know, given the given how if anything you think it would be gray. <laughs> yeah. Or charcoal maybe. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I think the destructive color. magic Blends. would be more associated with red, and evil magic would be destructive. You know, would be associated with black, but mm -hmm. it, in this, it doesn't really do that. You know. Black mage does not do necromancy. No, that's the white mages. <laughs> they do blow shit up. Oh, that's another fun localization thing. Is it was flare, but that's five characters, so they had to rename it Nuke in the yep. American version. Right. They called it Nuke, which I don't think would have went over quite as well in Japan for some no. odd reason. <laughs> no, it would not have. Too soon. Too soon. Yeah. Ever? <laughs> you know, is it ever not going to be too soon for people who had you know two atomic bombs dropped on them? You um, know. Having been to Hiroshima, at this point, for me, it's kind of too soon. Yeah. I Not mean, quite as much, but it's yeah. really kind of traumatizing. Well, and I think that is Just why. visiting the place. Yeah. I had a similar feeling when I went to the 9-11, the you know, um, yeah. museum in New York. That, yeah. was, that was a very somber thing. Yeah. Well, see, and that's another thing, I think, in Japanese culture that informs a lot of their games. A lot of their games are very much... 
environment because they've seen their Godzilla entire, much? Yeah, they've <laughs> seen their entire world ripped apart by radioactive bombs. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, so yeah, this one was about restoring the world because for the longest time they've been about restoring Japan. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that that was part of that was part of their parents and their grandparents you know, culture is restoring themselves. As well, I think in a lot of Western games, you have a, a common theme of like revolution and rebelling against this yeah, terrible injustice because of how our country started. Yeah, you know, you know we yeah we were born and that's yeah that's we were born. We in must violence. defeat the terrible imperial overlords. You know, yeah, and <laughs> it then, makes sense. And then, well, and then you 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 have that, and then you have that Cold War era idea of destroying the world and rebuilding. And right. I think that's a lot of people. You know, a lot of people look at that as as dark and depressing. But it really well, just is. a coping mechanism for the time because yeah. people were making these games and books and things mm-hmm. while they were living through it. Yeah, because they were they were facing with the idea that the world was going to be destroyed, and they had to have something to. Give I mean, I was I was an I was an infant during the the Cold War, but I do remember. <laughs> Uh, Street Fighter 2 having the USSR on the little world map thing because that was before it was just rough before well, you know Russian, the, yeah, yeah before the USSR right. fell yeah, see, it, it made it in with, there <laughs> I grew up with USSR it was you know, well that in the, the ice hockey game for the original Nintendo you had the USSR being represented <laughs> right but yeah in, in you you know in western culture you had you know the, the you know the Russians were the uh, you know were the bad guys in everything yeah. And you, you grew up with this whole idea that um, there was an entire, what we know as the zombie genre was originally the post, you know, post, uh, post-apocalypse genre, you know, the post, you know, the nuke genre. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, you know, how that affects our you know, games and stuff. Yeah. We see that reflected in the Japanese games. Well, I think Final Fantasy is really cool because it's this great blend of like mm-hmm. Eastern and Western ideas and like right. culture and stuff. You know, blending a lot of the ideas of like some of the ancient Japanese legends mm-hmm. and stuff, like with the swords that are in the game, uh, Masamune, and I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing Masamune. it. Mas- Mas- Masamune. Masamune, and yeah. how, do you, how do you say the other one? Mirazame. Mm-hmm. Murasame. 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 Yeah. Um, sorry. Well, yeah. Mur- see, they're, they're lodged into my brain with incorrect phonetic spelling because yeah. I was like five. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. And, and now um, I can't think so, of it in the proper way. So, you know. basic pro tip um, with ja- with uh, Japanese pronunciation. Yeah. It's all phonetic. Right. Um, and it's it always is. broken up into consonant syllable, um, uh, consonant, not consonant syllable, consonant vowel syllables. So it's masa mune because it's right. actually four characters. Well, it's actually pro- it's actually only a single piece of kanji, but uh, right. but it, with with something and with the, it was a lot of flag, a lot of, a lot of enunciation. Right. Well, and the other thing with Japanese, which can make it hard for an American to speak, is it really is designed with no inflection. Mm-hmm. We will say masa mune or masa mune. Uh, yeah, just masa mune. Masa mune. Right. Yeah. Um, that's why Japanese. Yeah, <laughs> right. you know, uh, you know, that's why we we imitate Japanese the way we do. You know, because you know, there's really right. no right. You know, there, yeah, there's there is almost no um, like there's no emphasis. Th- yeah, there is no there is no syllable emphasis, which is interesting because it's almost be, because everyone is always like ah, Japanese and Chinese are like the same kind of language. There, no, no. they're like. 
diametrically different. Yeah. One is very literal and there, there is no emphasis, and the other one, you can say the same syllable with different emphasis to, re- to recite a 12-line poem. Yeah, and, and <laughs> just like with Spanish, you know, just like I want to say it's sure, but I'm not, I can't remember if that's the case or not. Right, just like with Spanish, uh, you know, <laughs> papas, uh, you know, uh, papa and papa, mm-hmm. you know, one means my dad, the other means my potato. <laughs> I was about to say, you're starting to say french fries there for a second. Papas fritas. Papas fritas. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> because that's one of the three things I remember from high school Spanish <laughs> right. class. But you know, and, and Don't you stop. Thing, La you know, as you look back, oh, that's right, it's twenty seventeen. As you, as you look back, Man, America has La Biblioteca. <laughs> <laughs> we should do an episode on community at some point. Yeah, um, but as you look back, American games uh, tend to put other nations as the villains, whereas Japanese game uh, the church games. is the villain always. My well, brother, yeah, they're not big is... fans of of uh, organized religion and specifically Christianity and probably specifically specifically Catholicism. But uh, also, no, it's no really it's really less uh, specifically Christianity and more just kind of white people. anything that isn't <laughs> any sort of Western Buddhism religion really, yeah. in general. Right. Yeah. Well, no, organized Western it's, religion as a it's whole. It's like my brother said he yeah. would love to he would love to play a game sometime where the church is a major uh, factor and. Uh, turns out to have been semi-altruistic the entire time. Maybe had a couple of rat, uh, <clears throat> radical wingnuts that were bad people. But in Japanese, they create their own villains and they make them their monsters. Their metaphors are things that are bigger than human. Tiamat, Bahamut, Lich. Right. Yeah, you see a lot more like individuals, like gigantic threats that are like representative of like a flaw in human nature. Right, exactly. They 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 go like for chaos that. and hatred and greed mm-hmm. and all that stuff. Yeah. And, and I'll give this. I like Sephiroth as a villain. Yeah, see Sephiroth, he's flawed. The original he's, emo kid. Yeah, he is the original emo kid. Um, <laughs> he's just not as good as Kefka. Oh yeah, Kefka's the best. <laughs> yeah. Um, but then but then you also like in uh, Final Fantasy I guess 8, the sorceress starts off being the villain. Yeah, she's always the villain, but then she switches sides. Yeah, well, it gets complicated. It's complicated, we'll get to that. <laughs> but that's the point. You know, is that you know sometimes your villains are you know I mean in, in the next Final Fantasy you start off as a villain. In Final Fantasy IV, I'm sorry, Final Fantasy IV. Uh, oh, you're talking about four. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so if you're talking in the Cecil and Kane, in, in the yeah. American chronology, yeah. Well, you start to get into those uh, those themes. Yeah, we are going to actually talk about Final Fantasy two, Japanese two, and three. Japanese. We're going to go through the whole gamut. Yeah, right. And it just, but you know, when you look at the villains, it's either something internal, mm-hmm. or something so external that it's beyond nations. Yeah. Whereas the yeah. American ones, you know, it's that guy over there. Yeah, it's them folks over there. But then you look at uh, the Witcher, Polish, you know. Um, there is no real right or wrong. Everything is all kinds of fucked up. <clears throat> kind of reminds me of uh, I don't know where. No, my my train of thought was going in the wrong place. So never mind. Yeah, but suplex that train. Yeah, suplex that train. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, suplex that train of thought. <laughs> it's uh, yeah. with more booze. There <laughs> uh, we go. But yeah, with with you know with The Witcher, there is no. Um, with that with that type of game, there is no, you know, no uh, 
it's all complicated. Well, yeah. the thing is, game the the video games in general, and especially more complex. especially RPGs, mm-hmm. have matured with the audience and the interest in it. Right. See, back in the day, I mean, well, hell, I mean, if we want to just go full circle, eighty seven games were still very much thought of as toys for children. Like by and large, you know, somewhat childish things. You know, I mean, RPGs less so. Yeah, yeah. but they were still in their infancy. And it should be point. pointed out that the Famicom had accounting software. I would say this uh, much less so in Japan. Mm-hmm. I'll grant you that, but at least in America. Oh yeah. Well, in America, their video games are still seen by. The media and video game executives as things for children, Where which is kind of funny because most gamers are about my age. Yeah, well, it depends on which executives you're talking about. Because yeah. many many companies very much so cater their games to adult audiences. Yeah. Yeah. And for example, I don't think Heavy Rain is a game for kids. Well, that's because Quantic Dream kicks ass. <laughs> but there are tons of examples like that. Though. Right. Well, you, you you get people who are making like Madden, you know. Every you know, like hey, let's make another Madden game. Yeah, let's people like sports, right? People like the sports ball. Yeah, and I'm and we really shouldn't be so mean. I understand that. I understand both how and that people enjoy sports. Yeah, I just don't care one tiny iota. Well, I think well, to be I'm, fair, we're, you're talking more about the the uh, ridiculously lazy cash in annual franchise bullshit, not like games that are specifically that are actually good. Well, yeah. Well, I'm yeah, talking about. Well, I'm also just talking about sports in general. Okay. Yeah. I totally get why people like football and right. baseball. Yeah, and it's just like hockey. You know, Hell, I kind of like to watch a game of hockey from time to time. Hockey is yeah. very entertaining. And I love to watch rugby and badminton and yeah. curling. And, you know, Which are three the, weird sports. But the weird thing is, is there is nothing like. I mean, I've watched it, baseball on TV bored the bored me to tears. Go to a stadium. Yeah, completely oh, different game. Yeah, basketball on TV. Bleh, By the way, I just wanted to kind of tie this back in. I think when they try to implement sports into Final Fantasy, it sucks. Blitzball. Blitzball was the worst. Really, guys? Yeah. And they had to beat like a hundred thousand games to get Waka's ultimate weapon. What the fuck? I mean, yeah. if you want to do a sports-related thing, do it right, like the Coliseum in Final Fantasy VI. Yeah. Or Chocobo Racing in Final Fantasy VII. That was yeah, a lot of fun. Yeah, that was actually really cool, yeah. Yeah. The, the and, Chocobo breeding and racing, that was that was cool. Yeah. Like and you, yeah. And, yeah, don't try to replicate actual real-life sports in a weird way. Just I kinda, well, I gotta say, I liked the idea of Blitzball. And I heard that for a while they were thinking about just trying to make a Blitzball game with, like, better rules and right. make it Not more suck. understandable. <laughs> yeah. And I could, I could totally see a Blitzball game being fun, but it has no place in, a fi- in Final Fantasy. Yeah. And then the inevitable follow-up where they release that and people instantly make a drinking game called Blitzball, where you have to drink every time something cliche happens. Well, that reminds me of... Uh, of <laughs> The uh, of the uh, back when the Warp Zone was still a good uh, YouTube channel. Yeah, I'm calling you guys out. You guys used to be great. I don't know what that is, so I think that speaks the. Yeah, I'm going. I've never heard of Warp Zone. They used to have a web series, a, a series called Drinking Games for Gamers, where they would have um, where you would have um, drinking games that you had to play uh, associated with games uh, like. Uh, super drunk Mario Kart. Well, we should clearly ma- now the the uh, 
the answer is obvious. We must construct a Final Fantasy, a general and all-purpose Final Fantasy drinking game. Like every time crystals or an airship is referenced, right. you know, you like get dead very quickly from alcohol poisoning <laughs> right. for yeah. any sort of amount of time. Yeah, every time a chocobo lays an egg, ah. Yeah. In later Final Fantasy games, every time there is a cutscene, take a shot, you are dead in the ne- in one hour. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, no, I'm not. That crazy. Becomes, yeah, when, <laughs> not suicidal, <laughs> right? But, no, no, um, they had things like uh, playing, uh, playing like uh, Marvel vs. Capcom Three. You had progressive shots, and every time you lost a character, you had to take a shot. You had to take the next in the line of shots, and whoever lost had had a had a double shot that they had to take. Uh, <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. yeah, it's yeah. I mean, Final Fantasy was a big starter for a lot of things, and I think oh, yeah. it's. Um, well, and, it helped cement the, cement the NES in general. Right. And and it yeah, and of course this was before the PC Master Race arose. You know. Well, it should also be pointed out there is something to be said about Final Fantasy uh, one in that it has had how many printings now? Oh, how many re releases? About a dozen. Uh, yeah, let's see. Just off the top of my and head. Some of those releases have been, have gone out several times. There are two different smartphone versions, a ta- a tablet version, uh, Android that is, um, mm-hmm. a PSN version, a PlayStation One version, um, and three of the PC. An ancient yeah, yeah, an ancient PC one that Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they're like I'm gonna just PC pull up the list. Wikipedia, tell me so no, the number of releases. <laughs> uh, according to Wikipedia, we have. It doesn't even want to say the number of releases <laughs> in the in the little sidebar. Here we go. No, it has its own section has, in the in the actual article. Yeah. So we have the I'm original. It doesn't have its own so, subarticle. Mm-hmm. We have the um, the original um, release on the Famicom in '87. Uh, on the Nintendo Entertainment System in uh, in 1990, on the MSX2 um, in 1989, um, uh, there was a graphical update in 1994 for the Famicom. Um, there was a release on the Wonderswan Color. <laughs> um, That's just fun to say. It was re- uh, released as part of Final Fantasy Origins. Um, in 2002, 2003, and 2003 in Japan, uh, USA, and PAL regions, uh, respectively, uh, as a PlayStation game. Oh, Virtual Console, I forget mm-hmm. about that. Uh, we haven't even gotten to Virtual Console yet. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Game Boy Advance, Final Fantasy 1 and 2, Dawn of Souls in 2004. Uh, mobile phone version, um, two different ones in Japan in 2004 and 2006, and then one in 2010. Uh, PSP, 2007, 2007, 2008, Japan, USA, PAL. Uh, Wii Virtual Console, not uh, 09, 09, and 10, uh, same basic rundown. Um, PS1 Classics, um, a re-release of the PlayStation game in Japan and US in 2009 and 2012. <laughs> iOS version in 2010. Um, God, I on the PSP um, in Japan and PAL um, in 2011. The Windows version in 2012 oh, wow. because we got to throw a, a bone to the people to the 12 people that bought a Windows phone right um, <laughs> Android version in 2012 
uh, 3DS Virtual Console on in Japan in 2013. I almost feel like that's a metaphor for like um, how dated and useless they were. It's like, here's the original Final Fantasy, because that's about what speed yeah. you got. <laughs> and then a bunch of... And, and then three different eShop releases. Course, you know, your, phone at the, your phone now has the same computing power as the original NES. It has way more, more than that. Yeah. Uh, and then three more. different re-releases uh, on Virtual Consoles in 2003, 2015, 2016, and then it was on the NES Classic this last year. Yep. Oh my god, that's uh, so that is one, uh, not counting just the, the various years, we got 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19 different repackaging and shipping of the same damn game. Sometimes with graphical updates. Yeah. Which to put things in perspective, the latest version of it, the NES Classic version, came out less than three months ago. Yeah. yeah. This is how often this game is released, guys. Although, yeah. to be fair, it was just... Uh, th- there's actually been some, some uh, controversies. About there. emulation. Yeah, well, because the theory is that Nintendo actually went out to and found ROM sites and just downloaded ROMs <laughs> of their games and then packaged them on the, PS- uh, on the uh, NES Classic. That would not surprise me at all. Uh, because right. they didn't actually have the, old, the, the actual old um, ROM files like stored in their databases anywhere. It was a Edgar Allan Post where it would be the telltale code. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but... <laughs> Yeah, uh, that's a yeah. whole other nice. can of worms. And and, and, <laughs> and let's point out also there have been now fifteen main series, uh, main, main series installments of Final Fantasy, uh, of the Final Fantasy um, numbered franchise. Yeah. Franchise. Thank you. That was right. the word I was looking for. Uh, two of those were massive, massively multiplayer online games, which take a, so much development as my cousin Robert can say can right. attest to yeah. it's, it's about a wash though because then you also have 10-2 and 13-2 no those aren't even counted oh just the numbered series you have one, Final Fantasy 1 2 3 4 5 6 7 8 9 10 11 12 13 14 15. well yeah I know they are and counted. you've also got Final Fantasy 10-2 Final Fantasy 13-2 Final Fantasy tactics. 13 uh, Lightning Returns which are not main series games yeah. Uh, you've got the Tactics games, uh, Tactics War of the Lions. Final Tactics, Fantasy Legend on Game yeah, Boy. Tactics A1 Final and 2. Fantasy Adventure. Final Fantasy, uh, Final Fantasy Adventure was not a Final Fantasy game. It was a Saiken Densetsu game. Yeah, I know. Secret of uh, the Sword of Mana. They basically gotcha. took a game and repackaged Final yeah. Fantasy. They, they, they named it Final Fantasy, even though it was actually totally World of Mana. Secret of Mana, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. And, just, and I'm sorry, Saiken Densetsu was the, is, is what it's called in Japan. And right. it's, it, I think it sounds cooler than Secret of Mana. <laughs> I just can't pronounce it. Um, and people won't know what it is. And then you had, uh, what, Dirge of Cerberus, Crisis Core. Yeah, a lot of spinoffs. Yeah. Um, the the Kingdom Hearts games. Yeah, well, that's kind of... You're pushing it at that point. But. They're remaking Final Fantasy VII for uh, the PS4. In like 20 years. <laughs> one, yeah, one of these years. It's going to take a while. Out. I think it's going to come out around the same time that the uh, second uh, that the second episode of the uh, of the Hoops uh, Barkley saga comes out. Um, at some point, you should really check out... Uh, you should check out uh, Charles Barkley Shut Up and Jam Gaiden 2. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. I, I miss na- I miss remembering the name. It's yeah no, it's Barkley Shut Up and Jam Guy. Not to be confused with Shaq Fu. Yeah, which also <laughs> is theoretically getting a reboot. Re- which is also actually theoretically getting a reboot. It had a successful Kickstarter campaign. It, what hasn't at this point? I kind of <laughs> thought it looked pretty damn good. Yeah, we need to get a, we need to get on that Kickstarter money. Uh, <laughs> right, but uh, yeah, I just. 
But yeah, um, Final Fantasy. Um, there's a reason we're doing. Uh, we're we're going to be doing a number of episodes about them over the next probably three to four years. <laughs> Yeah, or 30 to 40 years, depending on how often we do it. Uh, there's so because you realize that in it, three or four years, there's going to be another eight yeah, different well, iterations. The, the, the thing is, with the Final Fantasy, Fantasy games, what we're going to do is just anytime I can't think of a topic, like, well, let's talk about Final Fantasy again. <laughs> uh, right. It's going to be my cop out topic for the next while, that and Fallout. Um, yeah. But yeah, uh, this is actually going to be just one of our shorter episodes, um, because I don't think we really have much else to say. Well, as games go, it was fairly short. Yeah. Yeah. Um, It was not designed, you know, you can buy this game and be playing, because there was that that valley of shorter games, you know. Well, it had had a lot of replay value in the fact that you could could have, you had so many different parties you could make. Right. Let's make a party of all thieves. That does not work. Yeah. Right. Um, It 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 had replay value, but it was, (laughs) you know, shorter in hours. Then you get these massive games that just, you know, the slower the the, uh, Mm -hmm. play times got longer and longer because that was considered a... uh, Yeah, it was a selling point. A selling point. To the point of, like, Final Fantasy VI, even if you're... I mean, yeah, you can speed run the run the game with glitches in like three hours, right? Um, but like, if you want to actually enjoy the game and not just take the game apart and crush it and make it and make it cry, um, <laughs> it takes at, even even at at the pace that I can play that game because I play that game yeah. once every other year or so. Because um, it takes that long. Well, no, no, just like every now and again, I'll get the yeah, I want to play Final Fantasy VI again. Right. So I get bust out Final Fantasy VI. I could get through that game in like twenty hours. Every right. time but it's like speed, twenty hours. Every time you speed run Final Fantasy VI, a Moogle dies. Just remember that. Oh, Mog! <laughs> He's part of my strategy. Kupo. I love Mog. Um, but yeah, um, Final Fantasy, great games. Yeah. Um, this has been Neil the Red Mage, Mike the Black Belt, Ben the Thief. And uh, Wookie, the non-existent, uh, <laughs> and Wookie we will the robot. That was one of the one of those one of the uh, Wookie the Golem. Yeah, well, the, the robots was a, was a was a character class in there. Yeah. It was a race in the in the, in Final Fantasy One, not a class, but a race. Oh yeah, there were robots. This is true. So. Because uh, because it had early installment weirdness going on. Right. Uh, <laughs> but we will talk to you next time on the next episode of Geek Anthology. This podcast is a production of Working Theory Productions. It was brought to you by the letter E and the number 114. Opening theme is Prelude by Nobuo Uematsu, and ending theme is March of the Mind by Kevin McLeod. If you enjoyed this podcast, or know someone who would, please consider sharing it on your social media, sending us an email, or leaving us a comment. We read all of them. If you really enjoyed this podcast, please consider supporting us on Patreon at patreon.com slash working theory. A final thought. Dun, 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 dun.